right, well, I'm going to invite our interns to come on up and have a seat. We'll pull down these nice little chairs. Um, so as I said earlier, these are six interns from partner churches all over um, the, the, I guess, the southeast for the most part. Um, one of my favorite things about um, working at a church plant and working with a new church is the partners that we have um, around the country that are part of what we're doing here. They're a part of our ministries financially, a part of our ministries praying for us. Um, and this summer, they sent these great, lovely, um, amazing interns to serve with us this summer. Um, and they've had a great experience, and we've just really enjoyed working with them. And um, thanks, Adam. I appreciate it. Get a seat here as well. Um, so we basically have two main goals when we do our internship program each year. And that first goal is just that um, the interns that come and serve with us impact our church and our city um, positively with the love of Christ. And our second goal um, is that our interns themselves will have a great experience um, and then leave the city strengthened and better versions of what God has called them to be. And I think that I can say for us, you guys have definitely been um, a huge blessing to our church and that positivity that you guys have brought into our ministries and working with our mission teams and working with our Sunday teams has been a great impact on our church, and we hope that it's been a great impact on your life as well. And so my hope for you guys that are here this morning is that as they share their experiences and their stories from the summer, that you are strengthened and encouraged in your walk with the Lord or wherever you're at in that journey of faith, that um, the experiences our interns have had this summer will impact you um, this morning. So we're going to start off um, just with a couple of fun questions, and um, just a couple of you guys share with us. We'll start with Drew. I think he's got the mic first. A couple of us share with you your favorite thing about Long Island City. Um, and the first time you speak, tell us your name, because some of these people may have never met you. So just tell us your name, uh, maybe where you're from, because that's always a real cool thing as well. And then just um, share with us your favorite thing about LIC or your favorite thing about your summer experience. All right. So my name is Drew. Um, I just graduated college at Middle Tennessee, Univers- Middle Tennessee State University. Um, I'm from Tennessee, grew up in Knoxville area. Um, my favorite thing about New York and LIC, it would just have to be the sense of community out here. And even in general, like just Long Island City has a really, I mean, you've got the park, you've got the people. And I think that's been a huge blessing is um, just how sociable and personable people can be in this neighborhood. And I would have to say that's probably my favorite. And then in general, I really like the food. So, (laughs) all right, yeah. I'm Christina. I'm from Albany, Georgia. I go to a super small college up in the North Georgia mountains that none of y'all would know where it is. Um, so I'm not even going to try. But my, on a non-spiritual note, my favorite part about the summer being a baseball fan would have to be the two baseball games that we got to go see. Um, we went to go see the Braves play at City Field and then just so happened by the grace of God that the day that <laughs> the day that the interns decided to spend a day in Philly, the Braves were also spending a day in Philly. And so we got to go see them. And that was just a super cool moment for me to get to see two games in two different cities. Awesome. Uh, my name is Adam. I'm from Georgia as well. Um, I just graduated high school this past May, so this is my first college uh, experience, I guess. Um, my favorite thing about Long Island City is probably the park. Is that, um, Friday night, uh, park night is really fun for me, just kind of going out there. I'm having fun playing basketball. I, I'm talking with um, the church and um, the people that we didn't know, of course. Um, and then... 
The food has been great. So. <laughs> Our interns really love to eat. <laughs> we got to try a lot of new things. Great. That's great awesome. time with that. Awesome. Well, the rest of you three, share with us a funny story or a fun story from the summer. We'll start with you, Jordan. Okay, I'm Jordan. I'm from Cumming, Georgia. It's a little bit north of Atlanta. And um, a funny moment or a fun story was... Um, the Thompsons were gone for a cruise, so all the girls decided that we were going to spend the night at their place. And so we came back from shopping, and to find out New York City has monsoons. And so we were running down the street, and we were completely drenched. And Danielle's bag broke, and it just, like, a huge river's going down the street, and all her stuff's, like, going away. And so <laughs> we were, like, chasing after her stuff, and then my umbrella broke, and then it was just... <laughs> It was just amazing. So that was fun, and we had a dryer, so that was great. And yeah, me. Um, I'm Chelsea. I am from North Carolina. Grew up in Lexington, where all the barbecue is. And then I moved. Or I went to college, UNC Chapel Hill. Graduated last summer, and have. I've moved to Asheville, North Carolina, with a church plant there, um, and so that's who sent me here for the summer. Um, and I guess a fun story. I guess again for me, it was the baseball games. I just really loved like going there. Um, that was my first major league baseball experience in person. Um, got to experience the wave going around like four times, and so that was just really fun. Um, so yeah. Awesome, Mallory. Mallory, I'm from South Georgia, it's Albany. It's really small, um, but there we say Albany, <laughs> not Albany, so it's a little different. Um, spelt the same though. Um, but a funny story. Okay, I'm really bad at telling stories, so just laugh when appropriate. <laughs> um, <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> when we moved into our office, we got a couch and. Um, Danielle or Christy they weren't there so it was just us three and then Patrick and the boys and so we get the couch and we're like we don't know what to do with it because we have these tables and we're just trying to like figure out the best situation for the room like how to fit in the most people and of course like girls we put couches against walls like that's where couches go they don't go into the middle of the room and so Patrick was like all right so let, let's try it here in the middle of the room and I'm sitting there I was like call Danielle call Danielle or Christy like we cannot put a couch in the middle of a room and so Patrick was being very patient and he's like listening to us and he was like okay well we'll just try we'll just try and we tried it my way and it looked terrible but I was sticking with it and I was like no couches go against the wall and we fought it out for about, like, 15 minutes. And Patrick was probably like, get this intern out of here. But the couch is in the middle of the room, and it works. And, and I think it looks fine, great. And I'm okay with I it. I think it looks great. I survived. <laughs> awesome. Well, as you can see, we've had a lot of fun this summer. Um, but they've also really grown a lot in their spiritual walks and in their journeys this summer. So, um, Adam, share with us a little bit of what you learned about yourself this summer. Uh, something that I've learned for myself is I have uh, grown more with being patient. Uh, going from Georgia to New York City, it's going from black to white, basically. And getting here from the subway system of not knowing where to go, not knowing where the train's going, I got on so many different wrong subways when I got here. <clears throat> so I'm very happy that I'm 
I'm knowing of where I'm going now, uh, two months later. But no, um, my patience has grown um, tremendously the past two months. Uh, so it's really cool to know um, that God is still, that's, that's something that we all work on. So it's, um, there's a, a verse in Psalms that says, Be still, know that I'm God. And that verse has really, really just made me think and just kind of chill out and relax and just like know that I, that He is God. Um, God's in control. So that's been really, uh, that verse has kind of stuck with me the whole summer. So yeah, the patience thing has been highlighted. Um, I would say one thing for me that I've learned about myself this summer is, um, so, backstory. At the first day we were here, Patrick told us that some days New York City will feel like it's reaching out to give you a big giant hug, and then other days it'll feel like it's slapping you across the face, and I've never heard a truer statement in my life. And so, on the days when I felt like New York City was slapping me across the face were obviously like the most stressful and frustrating but I feel like those were the days that I was like pushed the most and that the Lord just taught me a lot about myself in crunch time situations a lot of times and so um, looking back I just see a lot of different leadership qualities that I learned and things that I might have thought that I already possessed but the Lord was like plot twist you still have a lot to work on. And then other things that, you know, I, I remember journaling down that I was like, I didn't even realize that this was, you know, part of, you know, leading out in ministry. And so um, it was really cool um, calling my mom and just telling her, telling her all of that. And she instantly reminded me of the life verse that I claimed for myself in seventh grade. So, so many years ago, um, Galatians 1.10, which really just talks about, um, am I now a servant of Christ or of man? And if I'm not serving Christ or whatever, just talking about if I'm still serving man, then I wouldn't be a servant of Christ. And so in those moments when I was really frustrated in ministry and I was really frustrated with just things weren't going how I thought, just remembering my ultimate purpose here is not to please Chrissy, it's not to please Patrick, it's not to please the mission teams and the leaders of the mission teams that I'm leading around, but it's ultimately that the work I'm here doing is to serve Christ, and so just always going back to that. Something I learned about myself, um, so I guess I'm learning what it means to partake of Christ's suffering. Um, The scripture says that, it says that um, we'll either suffer for good or suffer for evil. And what I'm learning that that means is that, like, as a Christian, we're called to suffering. And um, I've noticed that I always want to change my, like, circumstances um, to feel better whenever I'm suffering or whatever um, is going on. And so I'm learning that no matter how how much you try to change your circumstances, um, it's you're not finding joy when you do that. Um, and so I learned to practically, like day-to-day, fix my eyes on Jesus for my joy um, and that that's how you suffer well. Like no matter what's going on in your life, you look to him for, for your joy and you can find complete joy in him. Um, but, yeah, when I, I learned that I um, suffer wrongly sometimes and because of my own sin and the way that I try to change my circumstances I'm suffering because of myself um so God really just showed me that he's um saved me from myself um and he has saved in saving me from myself 
um, kind of showed me the opposites. So selfishness and love and love isn't selfish. And so um, a line that someone shared with me this summer that's really stuck with me is that um, the gospel saves us from ourself to love others. And so that's something I learned about myself. That's great. Mallory, share with us how God has used your summer to change your perspective on living life as a Christ follower. Um, so I came here pretty confident that I was good at loving others, and I knew how to, like, look at non-believers and be like, all right, you're a non-believer, but I can love you. But um, just throughout the, the summer, Anna, um, all of y'all have taught me so much um, how to love everyone equally and see that and that's just something I've been praying and asking God for um that to give me um his eyes to see um and that I wouldn't see them with my uh flesh and my um my human mind but I would see them um the way that Christ does um as his own and um and that's just something that has really transformed love people yeah I don't know what happened <laughs> Um, and so, especially that's something I'm going to take home. Um, uh, yeah, that's just something I'm going to do continue to gotta hold it really carefully. <laughs> yeah, the question was, how has God used the summer to change your perspective on living life as a Christ follower? I'm going to piggyback just a little bit off of Mallory and kind of a little bit what I said earlier, like, this community can be very personable and can be very um, open to talk to people. Like, it's pretty easy just to go up to the park and just start a conversation with people. Um, but I think one of the things that, and if I'm just, like, super honest, one of the interesting things in growing up in the South and coming here is, like, embracing all culture and, like, diversity. And, like, there's just, you're, I'm, I grew up so around like-minded people with myself um, that it can often be often become a barrier like subconsciously for me like it's not my intention to like not just be personable with anybody but it's like a subconscious thing that I'm like okay now I'm in a place where like there's a ton of new people all from different backgrounds and stories and reasons why they're here and I think that was just huge for me to experience and it was very important for me to experience because um you know, I can go up to just about anybody in New York and say, so what brought you here or what's your story and being here? And everybody has a reason and it immediately starts a conversation and it immediately allows you to connect with somebody just because um, you hear their story. And here's another thing I'll share. And this even goes like way back in deciding to come up here is I had a friend who is an intern. You guys, a lot of you may know him, but his name's Casey Hyde. And I remember coming up to visit New York for my first time ever. And he was interning here and I was like, Hey man, do you got a couch? Like, I want to come see New York. Like I've never been. He's like, yeah, man, come on up. And we went to, um, this guy's restaurant. His name was Marcello. Like I still remember it's such a vivid memory. Um, it was called Zito's. It was in park slope. Like, um, we went and Casey was saying that he had gone here for like three days a week all the time. Cause he could use their Wi-Fi and like eat great food. Like, that is amazing. So it's going. So he's like, I'm going to go to Zito's all the time. But he was like, he was telling me before we went, he's like, I haven't been there in like three months. So I'm like, I'm hoping my guy Marcello's there and whatnot. And like, as soon as we walked in, 
um, Casey walks in the front door and I just hear like super thick, like classic Italian Brooklyn accent, like Casey, my man, like long time no see, how you been? And like, he was just, Casey was just like, oh, it's good. I've got my friend Drew. He's up from Tennessee. And like, Marcello's like, oh, I'll take a seat, like right here at this table. And he's like, this appetizer's like, it's on me. Like, I'm so glad you guys are back. And one of the biggest things that literally just in that story, like that experience was that Casey sincerely pursued Marcello and appreciated that relationship. Like Casey, um, just with love of the love of Christ, just would go to this restaurant and share life with this, the owner of the restaurant, Marcello. And I think there's a weight that's carried differently here in New York when you sincerely go up to somebody because there's constant hustle and bustle going on. People are constantly going, going. But when you sincerely slow down and engage a person, it really carries a deeper meaning than meaning than what I've really experienced and where I've grown up. People kind of just do that in Tennessee. And it's it's not like a vain hospitality, but it's like it's not it doesn't have the same intention as when you come up here and you're at the park and you're like, how are you? Where are you from? Like and you're slowing down life and you're conversating with somebody and that's been a very unique experience to see that contrast and having those conversations from where I've grown up and having those conversations up here. I mean, it makes me think of a verse, especially when I think about evangelism or just talking to people. Um, it's First Thessalonians 2a, and it says that because we loved you so much that we, we were delighted not only to share the gospel with you, but our, our very lives as well. And that takes place so true here in New York um, that you can just share life with people, um, and through that, the gospel and the love of Christ is just getting known. Casey had never explicitly shared the gospel with Marcello, yet the love of Christ clearly impacted him through Casey just loving on him. And I think that's the biggest thing that that resonates with me um, here in LIC. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, Christina, will you build on that and kind of answer the question, what did you learn about how culture impacts the way we live and understand the gospel? Okay. Um, so before I came here, um, on mission this summer, um, like previous experience had been a couple times in Africa. And so Africa, New York city, I don't think can get much different or opposite ends of the spectrum, but it's been great. Um, but one thing from a cultural perspective, like coming in here with the gospel, um, so knowing that like my background and like mission trips and just time spent with teams on mission, has been with people who literally have nothing. And, you know, you've all heard the statistics of people who live on $2 a day and stuff like that. And those are true, and those are real people, and I have friends that are like that. And and so I'm coming in here, and it's just the one thing that the Lord's taught me whenever I go back to, Lord, why would you bring me to a place like this or a place like New York City to where everything's at your fingertips is the Lord just keeps reminding me that the need for the gospel and the need for Jesus is the same as it is in Africa and as it is here. It's just the mindset of the realization of it. And so that's one thing that I've really noticed and kind of struggled with, but that the Lord's really taught me is just that New Yorkers and people here need the gospel just as much as, you know, the people that I know back in Africa. It's just the fact of when everything's at your fingertips, you don't always realize it as quickly and so that's one thing that I've really learned is just I don't know that anyways yeah 
Um, I think that one thing that I've learned with the culture aspect is back in Georgia, if you're standing at one church, then you're more, most likely to see another church from that area. And so here it's not like that. And so um, it's just it's shown me that like Christianity is not as normal um, here. And so I think that it just like especially talking to you guys and talking to people on the streets is that when you're a Christian, then you are a Christian. And that, like, back home, there was a lot of lukewarm Christians. And so whenever some, if I would go up to someone at my secular um, college, then people would be like, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. And I just, like, started wondering what that actually means to them. And so I think that I just really have appreciated that in New York City, then, like, like whenever I come in contact with a believer, then it was just, like, a true, like, connection because I knew that they – like, we're all in, and they were, like, ready to pursue Jesus Christ as much as I was. And so I think that that's one thing that I definitely want to pursue when I get back home is just not being like, oh, okay, if they say they're a Christian, then that's all that, like, then I'm good. Like, I don't need to, like, invest in them. But that's something that um, I'm very excited to go back and to just pursue those people and just show them, like, that um, being a Christian is just, like, fully pursuing Jesus Christ with all your heart. All right, we'll start with Chelsea on this one. Um, Chelsea, what did you learn or experience this summer that will change the way you live and represent Jesus in your home community? Um, this summer, um, God provided just like a handful of different moments with strangers, um, just where he was prompting me to, to love them in that moment. Um, and a lot of times that just looked like listening to them, um, even if they're shouting or if they um, were... <laughs> just talking about, there was even one guy where I literally couldn't understand um, 50% or more of what he was saying. Um, I wasn't sure if it was because of a language barrier or if he was just mumbling, but I had a really hard time understanding, but sometimes it was just listening. Um, But I think what um, God's teaching me really is how to love people. He gave me opportunities to love people um, and how He's teaching me how to walk in the spirit, um, how to really listen to him. Um, Because in those moments, I didn't always want to listen to a stranger or um, engage in conversation with them. Um, But the spirit was prompting me to to ask what their name was. And from there, we were able to have a conversation or I was able to just listen to them and see their whole demeanor change. Um, And even if it didn't lead to a conversation about Christ. Um, God was showing me that that um, is a way to not just, like in James where it says, not just to wish people well on their way um, and for them to go on in peace, but to truly like provide um, what they need in that moment. Um, and so as I was learning that one passage that I read the other day, um, I realized, oh, wow, this actually goes a lot goes along with that. Um, So it's in Luke 10, um, and it says, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said said to him, What is written in the law? What what is your reading of it? And so he answered it and said, You shall love love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered rightly, do this and you will live. But he, 
But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And so Jesus said to him, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by the other side. And a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii and gave gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. Um, And so... I guess I started realizing, oh, my neighbor isn't always going to be a person who's half dead on the road. It really will be whoever the Spirit brings me to. Um, It could be someone who's yelling out shouts against Jesus, um, like I experienced this summer. Or it could be someone who's talking about hate in America, and um, and that's a real thing. And, And sometimes it it's uncomfortable to to sit and to to listen to that but sometimes loving is just uncomfortable and so um so yeah i'm learning how to love people in the moment um when love isn't just of me but <laughs> yeah so that's what i'm learning and what i want to take back so um for me what i want to take back um with what i've learned here is working um, it's a couple of things really, but, um, when people who don't live in New York or, or from there, um, like from the South, the stereotype of New York is like, everyone's busy and they don't want to talk to you. And it's hard to like, it's hard to talk to other people. Um, but really I find that the opposite, it's so easy to talk to people here and, um, just instantly build a relationship, um, rather as in, Georgia when you're in your car all the time and you're just um but you're just by yourself a lot and it's uncomfortable to talk to people down there and um but here um I've noticed that everyone is so faithful with their relationships um and because and that's just amazing to me because of the diversity and stuff and um you know people they're so different um but they put their differences aside and they um, still pursue a relationship and that's just something that's so Christ-like um, to me that, you know, being faithful in a relationship can change, um, it can really change a lot, uh, it can change the city, um, and I think that's something I admire so much about New York City, as I just see, like, such a sense of community, um, and I've lived that way for the past two months, and that's something, um, that I really want to see back, uh, where I live, um, I just want to be in the store, and when God calls me to just talk to someone, just talk to them, and, um, and not see uh, our differences or anything, but just see that there's um, a possible relationship there and just pursue that um, for the glory of God. And then another thing that I want to take back is just um, the way that I've been praying here. Um, Am I too long? Okay, I'm sorry. The way that I've been praying here, um, you know, we've had narrative mapping areas and we've, me and Christina have been prayer walking um, up and down the streets of Tribeca, Fidei, and um, Battery Park City, and so that's really something I want to take home um, 
just it's so casual just to talk to the Lord just wake up and just be in conversation with him and I think it has such an impact um when you believe in in prayer and when um and and it kind of puts you in the back seat of um when when you feel like you can't do it all um just praying for it and praying that God would move and believing that he will and um it just changes everything. And so that those are two things that I really want to take back to Albany with me. All right, Jordan um, and Adam, the last question is for you guys real quickly. Um, explain to us what the greatest takeaway from your summer experience will be. Um, I think that one thing that I will love to take back is that the power of prayer. And so um, I just have learned this summer that it's not about hoping that God will answer your prayers, but it's about wondering when he will. And, um, I just want to like have that mindset when I'm back home and, and just, just like wait on God to just answer. And, um, I think that that's one thing that I'll definitely take home, especially that I've been, um, growing in and learning a lot about prayer and just like, just like praying big, because that's one thing that like, um, our God is so big that he can literally do anything. And so um, that's one thing that I will. Yeah, and that's that's something of the same thing for me too. Like I've noticed to just be here and just take the back seat, I guess you can say, because I'm coming here. Um, I was so excited, so nervous also, but I was so excited to just jump in and to work with these guys and also the city and stuff. So I was trying to force things, force relationships, force um for this experience but um a few weeks in I was just just kind of sitting there um and God was like you need to relax and just give me more control like, um that God will provide for those things so I was really just kind of trying to relax and everything and um so my own um just be kind of I'm giving God that driver's seat I'm used to just kind of going along for the ride, so that's um, something I've really uh, worked on this summer is just kind of sitting back and letting God take control of everything. So, Awesome. Well, one more question for the whole group. Real quickly, tell us the thing you're going to miss most about New York. Food. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to miss how diverse it is. I just love seeing so many people who aren't like me, so... Um, I'm staying, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm really, really excited about <laughs> that. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm going to be a music, middle school music teacher in Astoria, so I'll be, yeah, thanks, yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> so yeah, um, and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I was telling them last night um, that family and feeling like home uh, is such a big part of who I am like I want to feel like I'm in family with uh, whoever I'm with and um, this church really does feel like a family to me and it feels like home and so I'm really going to miss that and I'm going to stop talking now (laughs) (laughs) okay Uh, one thing I'm really going to miss and I say this in the least like suck up manner possible but Patrick's been really great to serve under and I was kind of telling him last night just I've learned so much just from just observing him and there have probably been a lot of conversations where I've just tried to pick his brain and just understand just his strategy for doing life here and mission here and um, 
it's been really great just to serve and learn under him. So I'm going to miss his leadership and just this team. Um, I'm going to miss this team. <laughs> I just, I think that this was just um, a very great learning experience just to be like with you guys and to be um, especially getting to know all of you guys and stuff and just helping with the children's ministry. And it's just like helped me mature a lot in my relationship with Jesus and um, helped me to just learn so much about myself and about people around me. Awesome. Well, we are so thankful for you guys and the way you served with us this summer. And Mallory even got me a little teary that time. So good. <laughs> um, but we will miss you so much. But know you always have a home here at New City. Um, and you can always come back and join us. Um, you have plenty of places you can crash on our couches um, and be a part of our family, um, extending beyond the summer. And so um, I'm a huge fan of team and working together as a team. And a couple quotes that I put down to kind of share this morning is one quote that just says, no one achieves anything alone. And ordinary things become extraordinary. We know the right people. People on your team and you guys are definitely um, did that for us this summer um, and we'll be forever grateful that God chose you guys to serve with us this summer and so I want to invite John to come up and close us in a prayer kind of commissioning them and ending our day um, just to commission them to live their lives on mission um, wherever they go wherever God may call them in the future you know one of the things that we know about about you guys is probably your, your home church commissioned you to come here most of you and so uh, as, as they commissioned you to come to the big bad city you know, you you shared with us that you've learned that that uh, things are a little different than you thought at first. But you stole my verse, Drew, the, the, the verse I was going to close with, because what you showed us this morning is that you definitely shared not only the gospel, but your lives as well. And uh, so we, we want to end this time by commissioning you right back to your churches, to, to the states where you're from. Because one of the things, you've been here for two months, and you're New Yorkers. You're New Yorkers now, and wherever you go, some of you, uh, after this uh, this summer, are probably going to go overseas. Some of you will go to different places. But New York will always be a part of your testimony and a part of what you've learned. So I'd like for us to end this way. I'm going to make three statements, and I'd like for our church to answer with, I will. Okay, as a church, as we commission them right back. The first one, we want to say thank you to you, Christy, because if you remember, if you've been a part of this church, Christy has been the, the leader of the intern program. She led well last year, and obviously she leads well this year, and we're going to have more interns next year. So we want to say to you, Christy, that we will always support you in the work that you're doing and what you ask us to do as a church. We want to say that we're for you and we're, we're going to support you anyway. So we will do that. Church, will we do that? I will. We will. Amen. And what we want to say to you guys is because you shared your lives and, and the gospel here, you did a lot of work this summer. You did a lot of work in this community and, and throughout New York, and nothing that you did will be in vain, will be in vain. So any way that we can follow up on the work that you do, because there are some people that we're going to encounter that are not going to remember your names. They're going to remember, you know, that girl that was so sweet from the South. She, you know, she did this and she did that, and the, we're going to follow up. We're going to follow up on that. So church, will we follow up on their work? I will. We will. And then lastly, lastly, we, we just want to say to you anytime, and it's going to be often, that God brings you to our memory to pray for you. We will pray for you at every turn that we can. So we will pray for you, church. 
I will. Father, we thank you so much for these for these men and women that have come to serve with us. We forget, we forget the sacrifice that they have made to come, the expense that they paid, the time. They could have gone so many other places, but they chose to come here. You led them here. So, Father, thank you that they have been a part of us. Thank you that they have shared our li- their lives with us. And now we want them to take back what you're doing in this city, for you're doing something great in this city. And we thank you for that. Father, we give all this to you in your name. Amen.